What's going on, everybody? Before we get to this week's episode, I just wanted to let everybody know that I am aware that I've been doing a lot of these solo episodes on the podcast recently. Uh, but into the future, into next year, you know, beginning of next year, we're going to get back to the regular cadence of bringing guests on um, and then sprinkling in these solo episodes uh, when I don't have guests. Uh, scheduling guests can be trickier in December, um, well, late November and into December because of the holidays. Um, I personally do a lot of traveling. Other folks do a lot of traveling. So uh, thanks again for listening to these solo episodes, but I do know that the episodes with guests are the ones that uh, folks really look forward to and want to let everybody know that that's what we are getting back to um, in the short term. So keep an eye out early next year for some great episodes with guests where we get back into the thick of things. And um, But before that, enjoy this week's episode on the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another quick solo episode here on the podcast. Uh, in this week's episode, I want to talk about uh, just setting goals around door count. I want to talk about the concept of measuring the growth in your business uh, by measuring the doors that you that you own or that are in your portfolio. And specifically, I want to talk about why that's a dangerous thing and why when you're setting goals, you should try and get away from just throwing doors down as a goal. Um and I'm going to talk about my goals and our goals at Aligned Real Estate Partners first, and then I'm going to get into a bit of a rant around using door count as a measuring stick. So first things first, some of the goals that we have in the business for 2023 are buying 100 units of Class B multifamily property, uh, where we are the lead operator, uh, buying 200 units of Class C multifamily property, where we are also the lead operator in those. Uh, growing the podcast at two hundred and fifty thousand dollar or two hundred fifty thousand dollar two hundred and fifty thousand total downloads and um and bringing forty new investors into our deals, helping forty new investors achieve some passive income by passively investing in our deals and um I'm gonna leave the last two off uh, just because they don't relate to this conversation, but uh, notice how I actually outline my door count goal right I used to personally just say, yeah, we want to buy three hundred units in twenty twenty three you know, that's how I would have communicated that goal. But I've come to realize that it's really helpful to get narrow and to get really specific when you're goal setting, just with your acquisition criteria in general. And as you're building your business, you should be really mindful of the types of doors that you're buying. So, you know, to, to repeat some of our goals for 23, we want to buy 100 units of Class B multifamily property where we are the lead operator. Um, and then, you know, 200 units of class C multifamily where we are the operator. Now notice how I disseminated by the class of asset and also by, by including that I want to be the lead operator. We want to be the lead operator on those deals because that means, uh, we'll have a significant percentage ownership in those, in those properties as well. And what can happen when you just set a door count goal is, uh, sometimes you can psychologically chase, lower quality of a, a lower quality of asset or just lower quality of doors because you haven't you haven't identified what you're trying to buy and then you can also just try and partner with a million other people in these larger deals so that you can say that you're taking it on a bigger door count um you know i'm certainly guilty of this i've bought a lot of you know crummy classy doors in markets that aren't great just because we were trying to hit door count goals trying to grow the portfolio I think it's oftentimes easy to associate door count with portfolio size and passive income in a lot of ways, when in reality, they're, they're not correlated. They're pretty uncorrelated, actually. And, um, and this is a huge change that, that we're undergoing in our business right now, which is being intentional about the types of projects we're buying, the markets we're buying in, the price point of the doors that we're buying, 
because being intentional about that can make the rest of the business a lot easier to grow. So for example, um, I think it's important to, 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 to really identify the market in which you're buying the doors in. Um, you know, for example, we want to buy in central Florida and New Hampshire. Uh, that's, that's where we want to buy. That's where we have been doing deals. I'm not looking to get into a new market to buy these doors. Um, and there's a lot to, to do with the market quality, right? Or the, the state of the market right now. And not wanting to, to, to get into new projects because there's risk associated with doing projects in a new market where you haven't done deals before. But I know that in these markets, I have access to the same amount of class B and class C opportunities. And we can start buying both, uh, both of those types of assets. Um, and again, it's important to identify that so that you're not dragged into another market that has maybe a lower price per door to start hitting door count goals. Cause that's not, that's, that's a, that's a, it's not a great, uh, road to start going down, um, when you start going down that road. Um, so the other important distinction is what types of assets are you looking to buy? What class, you know, you're looking to buy C class, you're looking to buy B class, um, our goals are a little bit, you know, our goals for 2023 include buying both types of assets. And the reason is that operating class B assets is significantly easier than operating class C assets. And when you think about the operational drag on the business, you know, if you're the operator of the deal, regardless of whether or not you have a management company or you're self-managing, you know, obviously we have management companies, we own our management company in New Hampshire. So it's not like we are spending time in the, in the, you know, boots on the ground, tactical management. Uh, but even from an asset management perspective, it's easier to asset manage, um, you know, 30 quality class B doors that you bought for 150 K a door than 60 class C doors at 75 K a door. Um, I would rather buy the first deal than the second deal in that situation all day long, you know, a 30 unit class B deal versus a 60 unit class C, assuming that they're the same purchase price and the economics are roughly the same. And, and that's because there's just significantly less drag on the business from an operation standpoint. You're spending less hours per week asset managing that deal than, um, you know, than you would the larger 60 unit class C deal, right? So I'm trying to be more mindful in our business of buying properties that require less of my and my team's time to manage moving forward. And that's why we have, uh, disseminated between those two, right? We've, we've identified how many class B doors we want to buy and how many class C. And the goal in my business over time is to start doing more class B deals and to get away from class C, which is just where most real estate investors start buying properties because the economics make sense and they're cheaper. But it's a lot easier to operate um, class B than class C, right? And, and maybe yours is you want to buy more class A versus class B, depending on the type of business you're running. But it's important to understand the differences and to be proactive about what you're trying to buy and what you're trying to plan for. Um, You'll also notice in our goals that I included that we want to be the lead operator. And as I mentioned, uh, that's because lead operator is synonymous with we own a, a significant percentage of the GP and of the deal overall. So I think if you're setting goals, it's important to identify, uh, you know, what percentage ownership of the doors do you want? You know, how much of these, how much of the, of the actual deal would you consider to be something that makes sense for you to spend time on? Uh, it's really easy to go buy hundreds of doors if you just raise a little bit of capital and you own 2% of the deal, right? And, and there's five, 10 other GPs. But if we're trying to set goals that relate to economic growth in our company, we have to determine uh, what percentage ownership qualifies for us being able to count those as our doors, so to speak, right? 
And let's say you're a capital raiser and, and you, you know, you're not interested in being an operator. You want to go raise money for other people's deals. Well, your, your goal should be around capital raised or investors that you raise capital from, not doors, because that's a pretty useless metric. But on the flip side, if you're an operator like we are, we find, operate, and raise money for our deals. We do all of those things. Um, I need to be able to define what constitutes uh, an actual you know, door in our business in terms of how we track this. And for us to count it, we have to be the lead operator of it. So um, actually saying that we need to be the lead operator is an important distinction when we're setting our goals. And it makes more sense for us to do that because if we're going to, if we're going to operate the deal and we're going to spend time on, on a weekly basis doing the asset management, getting on the calls, you know, um, coaching the PMs, developing our business plan, doing all of the things that are involved in asset management and operations, we need a significant chunk of equity in that deal in order for it to be worth our time. And, um, you know, whether we're asset managing a deal that we own 30% of the GP or 60% of the GP, um, we're spending the same time asset managing. It's not like we're spending any different amount of time. So we, I want to be able to clarify that we need to, we need to have a significant percentage of the deals that we do in order for them to make sense for us to do. And then lastly, it also makes sense to identify the type of project that you're buying or that you're looking to buy. Um, I didn't include that in our goals because it's assumed in our business that we just buy value add. That's what we do. Um, but again, you know, buying, I'm just going to use two, two examples here, buying 50 units of class C, like heavy value add multifamily where you have to get in and do a, you know, a significant renovation of each unit, maybe a gut renovation versus buying 50 units of class C multifamily. That's a very light value add business plan where you're just painting the units and changing the flooring are two very different projects that have two very different requirements from a time input standpoint. Um, the heavy value add deal is going to require significantly more of your time, your team's time, your property management company's time. And it's just a different type of deal in terms of the scope of work around creating a successful outcome versus a light value add one, which is like, yeah, you know, when the units vacate, we turn the units and then we release them up. Those are two totally different projects that have two totally different time investments into making sure they're successful. So being able to define that's really important in terms of the types of deals that you're pursuing and, and consciously building your business around that is important as well in terms of, um, do you want to, you know, do you have the skill set to manage a heavy value add project? Do you have the bandwidth to take on a deal like that? Um, you know, maybe you're a solopreneur right now and, and, and you know, you have a portfolio of 150 doors that you're asset managing on a consistent basis. Like, do you have the personal bandwidth to take on a, a, a hefty, heavy value add project? Because even if you're not personally managing it in terms of like, you know, answering phone calls from tenants, there's still a time dedication required from an asset management standpoint that is significant and it's different, right? It's different between class, you know, a heavy value add class C and a light value add class B. Those are two totally different time investments um, from an ownership standpoint, from an asset management standpoint. So be mindful of all of these things as you build your business and as you set goals. And, um, you know, especially heading into 2023 when the market is going to continue to be turbulent, we're probably going to see some reductions in real estate pricing. It's going to get harder to lease units. The economy is going to tighten up. If you're buying class C, your tenants are going to have a harder time paying rent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You need to be, you need to be mindful of all of these things as you take down deals and as you plan your business to make sure that you are able to execute on everything that you're buying and that you're building a business that's sustainable for you to operate and to asset manage if you are going to be the operator or the asset manager of the deals that you buy. So um, 
a whole lot of stuff in this episode. I think I just wanted to brain dump how I view uh, setting goals and how I viewed setting goals over the last couple couple of weeks for next year. And uh, I hope this was helpful. I hope that everybody's having a productive end to the new year. And if you're listening to this in a, in a few days from when it's released, I hope you're having a productive start to 2023. And um, if you'd like to get on our investor list, um, f- basically, if you'd like to join our list and see our passive investment opportunities, if you're someone that is looking to partner with us on our deals or, or looking to, to hop in the car with us and, and um, kind of ride the wave with what we have going on, head to alignedrep.com slash invest, and you can just throw in your information there. And again, thanks for listening to the podcast. Have a great new year, and I'll catch you all next week.